This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. I'm Kelly Finley, excited to talk to you and always really impressed with the type of guests that I have because of how much they love what they do, how much they um, encourage others to do more, and ways in which you can get involved as well. That's what it's all about when we say the Community Roundtable. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you which organization they're with. And then we get right to the conversation at hand. I will start with on my left, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Ashley Rich. I'm the district attorney for Mobile County in the 13th Judicial Circuit. I've been the district attorney for 12 years now. Welcome back. I remember the last time you were here, you had some breaking news. I appreciate that you did it here. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome back, ma'am. Over to you. I'm Leah Duval, Director of Victim Services for the Mobile County District Attorney's Office. Welcome to the Community Roundtable. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. We've got a very big week that we're focusing on coming up, okay? So obviously this is Sunday. We're talking about Monday and beyond. Unfortunately, we have to have this type of week. Um, tell me about the week and what we need to know. Dia. Well, let me let me start by just saying that our focus always, every day, is at the Mobile County District Attorney's Office is victims of crime. But there is a, a National Victim Crime Victims Rights Week that we celebrate nationally each year, and each year we participate in that. And the purpose of us participating in the National Crime Victims Rights Week is to make sure um, that the public has an opportunity to participate in helping support our crime victims. And so we have a a victim vigil on Thursday of that week, um, which is April 28th this year at six o'clock at Cooper Riverside Park, so that the community can join us in wrapping their arms around victims of crime and helping to support them. We have a resource fair, and we ask victims of crime to come to the vigil, uh, to come and get support, to come and meet uh, people who have been in the same or similar situation that they are in, and to support them in knowing that the community is behind them in their efforts to help um, prosecute the person that hurt them or hurt their loved one. So this is a way from an impactful standpoint to remember and bring about some sort of change and recognize those who have been taken from us way too early. And the community is invited to um, this week to learn more and to get involved. Absolutely. Leah, what about you? What's your role? Um, well, the our victim service unit, we kind of organize everything. We will have, as Ms. Rich stated, uh, different service agencies um, from our area that provide a variety of services. The Child Advocacy Center will have an information booth there. Penelope House Family Violence Center, um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, Alta Point Health Services um, will be there um, giving out information about the services that they offer and having representatives there that you know could possibly offer some some services you know on scene um the drug education council if there's you know an issue with you know drug abuse or alcohol abuse Mm -hmm. or anything like that that we can get help for the family because oftentimes families are so traumatized they need additional resources and additional help um from being you know in in a moment instantly thrust into the criminal justice system and that's going to be my next question because sometimes people say well i'm not a victim But something has happened and they don't realize that they rate the resources that are available for them. They don't know where to go, though. And so that's why this week is really a a great starting point, I think, for some Mm -hmm. families, because unfortunately, things are going to continue to happen because, I mean, we're human beings. And so that these resources are there for them. But what classifies um, as a victim? 
A victim can be anybody. You can be a victim if somebody breaks into your car and steals your wallet, steals your purse. I mean, you are a crime victim. So, you know, this vigil, although there's a lot of homicide of families of people, uh, loved ones that have been killed as a result of a homicide, this uh, vigil and this resource fair is for all victims of crime. So it can be as something as simple as somebody breaking into your car that happened to you, but you are a victim and you are, uh, we have these services that are available to you as well. Um, You know, oftentimes we don't realize as parents, the impact that a crime uh, that is committed against our family, our house, our property also affects our children. And so, you know, we have resources available to children, counseling, those kinds of things that we want to make people aware of mm-hmm. so that we can help them um, when something happens and they are a victim of crime. That's such a great reminder. Um, Leah, from a victim services standpoint, where are you physically located? Um, we're in the district attorney's office on the fifth floor of Government Plaza. Perfect. So you are working together. Well, let me tell you how the process starts. Okay. So when some a criminal is arrested um, for committing a crime against someone, that victim, we get they get initial contact from our office. And then they are contacted every step of the process. So if the defendant goes to district court and has a bond hearing or an arraignment or a preliminary hearing, the, that victim or that victim's family is notified every step of the way because they have victim's rights. And so our VSOs are probably the hardest working people in our office because, and VSO stands for Victim Services Officer, they're probably one of the hardest working people in our office because, excuse me, they are dealing with each one of our victims and Mm -hmm. they are making sure um, that our victims are taken care of and they go to the courtroom with the victims and they're there for them and answering any questions as the process is going on real in real time yeah. in the courtroom. Because that can be all traumatizing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you've never been to court before, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're going to court as a victim or a victim's family member, and you're just, everything is new to you. And so our victim services officers are there for them every step of the process, all the way to when the case gets to circuit court and when it goes to a jury trial. And they're sitting in there hour after hour after hour, day after day after day, while the case is being tried, um, holding these victims' hands and walking them through the process and making sure they're there for their every need. Need. Wow. Um, and so it is a they have a tremendous job and yes. it is a it is probably one of the noblest jobs in our office because they are there for these victims they they get to know them they are loving and caring to them and they're exactly they exemplify what everybody should be when someone is a victim of crime Leah, how does that make you feel to hear oh, that? Oh, I'm getting a little teary over here. <laughs> right. got, right. got a little misty. Well, she all she knows that victims are my number one priority as the district yeah. attorney. Yeah, that is that's beautiful she's to hear. Honest and awesome at her job. And we don't we don't Thank hear you. about. I mean, you're like angels. Oh, they are. Gosh. They are. They are. They right. are. Kelly. They are. Because I don't want to. I don't want to meet you in the family. courtroom. <laughs> right. Let me just go ahead and say that you don't want to meet me, but you want to meet her, right? Exactly. You see where this is going? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is that so nice. That's powerful. Yes. Well, we try really hard. We work really hard. Don't start crying over I know, here. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start tearing up, ma'am. I'm going to start tearing I know. up. Well, but to feel you know, appreciated. Absolutely. And, and to hear that. Absolutely. It's so nice to hear we're the hardest working folks in the office. <laughs> I, I hope everybody from our office is listening. Did y'all hear that? Right. <laughs> we'll give them a recording. Yeah, too. Right. Right. Um, um, but go ahead. No. Um, we love what we do. We love, you know, working with different people and, and helping people and just being available. Sometimes I say all the time, you know, sometimes all I can do is 
sit on the phone with somebody and I do cry. I cry with people all the time because there's Even not. I cry with people too, yeah. Kelly. I know she that's does. hard to believe, but I do. But I let, let, me tell you, let me tell you too, the, the other part of this is when people are victims of a crime, they're often angry at the system. They're angry because it's taking so long. They're angry at our office. They're just angry. They have a lot of anger. You know, a lot of people manifest their grief and, and, and sadness in different ways. And some people do it in a very angry manner. These women that work um, as my VSOs, they take that anger mm-hmm. and they, they accept it and they let people vent to them and they, they, they just listen. Wow. And it's a, it's a hard thing to do, but they're awesome at it. And then oftentimes they're able to help them turn that anger um, into, into something in a positive way. How many VSOs do you have? We have five that we have on a grant position. So we have three, uh, um, we have two, excuse me, downtown in, at Government Plaza. And we have one at our youth center, um, the Child Advocacy Center, excuse me. And we have one at the youth center. So we have four that are active. And then we have a fifth one that just kind of floats around. And when you've walked us through the process from, you know, when this case gets there and, and, and goes to through the le- different levels of courts. That could be weeks, months, if not years. years. It's years. Absolutely it's years. years. Yeah. It's so there's years. a relationship that's built here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And do you, I mean, you have five altogether, but is it the same person dealing with the families? Yes. And that's why we do it. We do a lateral attack okay. um, because we want, not an attack, but we do, we, we assign a VSO at the beginning and they're the same VSO all the way through the process because we think it's very important that they have one person that they can call. And they call. They call when we don't have court. They call when they just need to talk they mm-hmm. call when they just need information and they're they're therapists they really are therapists yeah, you know i just think about it, not to compare it but if you've ever had to call to complain about a company and have to tell the same story five times you're right. so frustrated you're right. like never mind right. and so the fact that you're keeping that same person with right. that family that is very comforting what's it like to be that person it's 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 a heavy it's heavy sometimes yeah. but it's so special i mean like i mean i've On Mother's Day, I get text messages from mothers that I've been working with who lost a child. And I've been working with them for years. And they send me Happy Mother's Day text messages. And And we think, gosh, we should be sending them. I know. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Right. And um, it's just, it's a special relationship. It's a special bond because we have gone through so much together. And so I have a lot of families that I've worked with and their case is over it, it's done. Right. Um, it's been adjudicated. Um, the person is often the Department of Corrections, and I still hear from them. You and, know, and they a come back to the vigil. Year. So people that I pros- I've been a prosecutor for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. People that I prosecuted in the first five years of my career, the parents of the victims are still coming back to the vigil. Oh, and wow. they're releasing yeah. a. We don't release balloons anymore for environmental reasons, but now we release butterflies, and they come back every year to release a butterfly in honor of their loved one. Mm-hmm. And then we rekindle and. You know, may not have seen them for six months or a year or at the last vigil. And then we just hugging and, and, you know, love on each other just like it was it was when we were in court together. And, you know, not just the families experience this trauma, but also I would think the investigators, the detectives, the police officers, mm-hmm. they're seeing all of this. They, they're they able to as well be a part of this process. Right. right. And the vigil is so important because detectives are there. The prosecutors are there. The trial coordinators that assist the lawyers are there. The victim service officers are there. And then all these people are just rallying around mm-hmm. um, the people that choose to come to the vigil as crime victims. And it's just a really special event. Um, I remember the last year. Are you still encouraging people to bring a picture? 
We are. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. We have a board where we put a picture of their loved one if they would like to put it on the board. And that's really a special thing, too. So you oh. do. You're, you have a good memory. Mm-hmm. And then the butterflies are just really special, too. Yes, indeed. What time are we talking? It's 6 o'clock. Okay. It usually lasts about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. it's not long. Um, the Of course, resources are there for longer than that. But the actual ceremony part of the vigil takes about an hour. And um, it's just it's just wonderful. And what we see, um, you know, I, I sit on stage and what I see is I see people that would have never met at all in this community all of a sudden, you know, welcoming each other and, and, and hugging each other and saying, I'm here for you. We're experiencing the same thing. We're, you know, we're going to get through this. And mm-hmm. it just becomes this almost, um, not a pep rally, but it just becomes this emotional support rally that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's powerful and it's life changing. It is. It is. Ooh, and heavy. Mm-hmm. One of um, one of my favorite things about the vigil is that we do have people whose cases have been taken care of years ago, and then we have people who their case is still pending, and it's very early in the process, and they're there um, to support one another. And the the folks who have already been through a trial are able to you know show that that it it does happen. It mm-hmm. takes some time. It's it's a, a lengthy process, but that you know you'll get through it and and there are people that will be here with you supporting you through this whole process. So how did you get your job? How did, what made you want to do? I mean, that's heavy. There's no days off. Um, I'm sure you're not paid what you're worth, a billion dollars, right? Oh, absolutely. She, she's not paid. <laughs> okay. um, you have your own family to go to, both of you, because you're next, Ashley. Um, what, how, why? I'm thankful, but why? Um, well, my um, my dad is in law enforcement. He is um, still with the Baldwin County Sheriff's Office, and um, he retired from the Mobile Police Department, and he was actually shot in the line of duty when my mother was pregnant with me. Stop. So, um, so um, I know, I saw for years how that, you know, affected her, yeah. and um, I just wanted to help folks. I just wanted, you know, people to know, um, that there are answers and that they're coming and everything doesn't always work out just right. But there are people everywhere that care about you and want good things for you and want justice for you, for your family. And you're originally from Mobile. I am. Okay. And where'd you go to high school? Mary Montgomery. Tell, tell them the joke. Skull Vikings. Tell them what you told me. MGM, <laughs> say it backwards. <laughs> That makes that makes me smile. But you know your community, and and you care about your community, and so sometimes that that trust is what people are looking for to to let it go, let it out, right? Because grieving is something that there's no manual on right. it, right. and the fact that you're that you're doing what you're doing that's a huge blessing. It is a blessing to me, oh Kelly. My. Let me tell you something other something else that we do really that is really special Please in our do. office yes. that Leah is a big part of as well. <laughs> uh-huh. um, is we have a we have a Christmas party for homicide victims every year and their families. Um, so we bring the families of homicide victims into our office and our, they get to see our office in a normal closed Christmas sweaters, celebrating Christmas, celebrating an awesome time of the year. Um, and they get to see us just as normal people. And we do arts and crafts and we color. And Santa Claus comes and we give them a gift. But it's not about the gift. It's about seeing our prosecutors and our victim service officers and our staff just being normal people outside of a courtroom setting, mm-hmm. loving on them and 
just want to be, to want to share some special time with them. That goes a long way. And it is mm-hmm. just an amazing thing. And RVSOs put it together every year with help from the community. We get the toys donated and we get a lot of money donated for it. And it's just an incredible thing that we do every single year um, that I'm so honored that the VSOs take part in, in organizing it and, and making it happen. I love that we're publicly hearing this because I've... I've heard of you, right? VSOs. Now I can call you VSOs. Heard of you, but didn't know, no. And now, because Ashley is sharing, we can know and we can appreciate and we can better understand that if we find ourselves in a situation where we're on the side of a case that we don't want to be, which is a victim, that there are people who who are put in place to help. We're, we're out there. We're ready. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so as a DA, you talked about how long you've had your position, and we know you, um, you're you soon going to be shifting, shifting, um, because we're, we're moms. I love being able to say that. Yeah. And family is so important. Um, what are you, what's your legacy going to look like? What are you hoping that people know that you did? Because I, I, when I see you, I think, I think bully blocker. Like, that's your, that's your jam. Well, I, I'm certainly honored uh, that Bully Blocker has been so successful, and it is something that I created in the first year that I was the elected DA. So, um, you know, it is it is a wonderful program. I hope that people remember me as, um, well, I can't say the words that I want to say, as a very aggressive, a very uh, active prosecutor, and one that led by example in continuing her entire time as the elected official uh, prosecuting crime. I just finished a murder case two weeks ago, and um, you know I'm still in the courtroom. It's very important to me to lead by example. It's very important to me to have victims' families know that uh, all these people in my office work, you know, for them. But but as the leader, I'm also working uh, for people in this community as well. And so um, it's been a incredible career, and it's been one that has just been incredibly fulfilling for me. Uh, and so I hope people remember me as just a hard charging prosecutor that 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 tried her best to do right by Mobile County. I love that, especially hearing it directly from you. Tell me this, though, when you look back, what would you have changed? Or what what do you wish you would have had more time to um, sharpen up a little bit when well, you look back? The only thing I think I wish I would change is I, I hated that I had to file a lawsuit against another county agency. Um, that was very difficult. And it was a, at the beginning of my career as the elected. And But, you know, I knew it was the right thing to do for the employees of my office. And they were the winners um, because we were successful and all of their salaries increased dramatically um, because we were successful in that lawsuit. And so they are well paid now. One of, we are one of the most well paid um, DA's offices in the, in the, in the state. And I'm that is a big legacy to me that I was able to help so many of, of my employees um, be paid more. Um, they're worth it. And I just, um, I'm proud. I'm very, very proud of that. You know, my salary set by law, it never changes. We don't hardly, uh, we've had two raises in 15 years, mm-hmm. but their salary is something that has been important to me to make sure that they are adequately paid for the work that they do. And as you can hear today, their job is incredible and they have, the weight of the world on their shoulders because we're dealing with some very heavy stuff um, and they need to be paid adequately. And so I was instrumental in doing that. I just hated that I had to sue another county agency. 
Your employees are thankful. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's what, what's new to me is when you talk about grants. I didn't realize, yeah. um, and I don't think most people understand how that all works. Will you peel back the layers and, and help us understand? Sure, that? we're funded on a myriad of levels. We're funded by the the state of Alabama. Only only funds about a million dollars of our seven million dollar budget is only from the state of Alabama. Oh wow! We get grants, which is a couple of million dollars. The county gives us a couple of million dollars um, as a result of the lawsuit. Um, um, we also uh, are funded by court costs. So if a criminal defendant pays court costs, then we get a percentage of the court cost. So we are funded by a myriad of different ways. And so the budget is always a very complicated thing. Um, so, you know, we and, and we seek grants and we get grants. And so this latest grant is the VSO grant, which was um, – a statewide grant for all DA's offices across the state. And we were fortunate enough um, to have uh, five at one time. Now we have four that are paid through that VSO grant. Wow, Their entire good. salaries are paid, which helps, you know, the budget of the office. And here's another first. Why are there always first on the Kelly Finley show? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> because we just got another grant yes. and we are going to get our first ever um, service dog at the Mobile County District Attorney's Office. So that is exactly. Listen, we're dog. We have five dogs, right. so we love our dogs. What do you know? What type um, of dog? We do not. Okay. It's a surprise. Does he and or she dog, have a name? No, not yet. And okay. the dog will be with us um, first part of the summer. And so we will now have a dog. Um, Hopefully housed very close to the victim service unit. Yes. <laughs> it will be. It will be on her floor. We have two floors at the DA's office. It will only be on the victim services floor. Yes. See, and Ashley Rich, these, these first happen on my show because we um, there's trust and there's respect and there's conversation. There's time so to let it breathe. We're very excited about it. And, um, you know, the victim service office, uh, victim's uh, the the service dog mm-hmm. is going to be an amazing thing. I have seen our service dogs all over the state work, and what they do, Kelly, yeah. is if you have a victim who is especially traumatized, no matter the age, if it's our age, well, you're younger than me, but it's, it's in their <clears throat> if they're really in not, their but okay. if they're in their fifties <laughs> or if they're in their twenties or if they're in their teens yeah. or if they're a you know a child a sex crimes victim, the dog loves. Them. I mean, he doesn't love a dog, and right. even kids that don't like dogs love service dogs because they're so kind and they're so gentle and they're so docile. Yes. And then they go through every step of the process with the dog. So if they're not feeling like talking to us on any particular day, That's right. they have the dog there to kind of be the icebreaker and to lay on their feet. And then they get so much as now we have not tested this yet, but hopefully our judges will be on board in other areas of the state. The dogs actually get to sit on the, um, the victim's feet underneath Uh the witness table in court as a calming mechanism for the victim. When they have to face their accuser, the person they, you know, that has harmed them when they have to face the defendant, mm-hmm. which is often a very difficult thing to do in For a, any a rape, age. Right, in, a, in a rape yeah. situation or any kind of violent crime situation. I mean, even in a robbery situation, if somebody robs you, you don't know them and you have to face them in court as the victim and testify to what they did to you. Because you've been violated. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have a, if you have this awesome animal, mm-hmm. four-legged animal sitting on your feet that oh, you can touch goodness. every now and then and know that that, that, that person, that, that dog is there. 
it just makes all the difference in the world. Pet therapy. So I'm so excited. That is huge and breaking news. Um, <laughs> pet therapy is a big deal from from a medical standpoint. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's been many tests and studies that have been conducted. I think about, have you seen the commercial where there's a young lady, she looks maybe about eight or nine, and she looks like she's been having a lot of treatments, and they say, we're going to do something different today. Yes, and right. they bring the dog in. I mean, yes. you get all the, in your feels. Right. Sure, sure. Because that makes sure. such for a, happy, a happier situation. Right. These people right. have been through so much. Did the both of you know how impactful your jobs are on a minute by minute basis forget daily but a minute by minute basis you know it's it's difficult and we have to remind ourselves because it's we're just innately this is what we do innately and so um it's wonderful and this is what i tell people in the community all the time you know go to walmart with me and five or six people are going to come up to me and say thank you so much and it's it's amazing but Every opportunity I get, I ask those same people in any group that I speak at, or I'm doing it now on your show, mm-hmm. please, if you see one of my 80 employees and they and, and you know that they work for the DA's office, do it to them. I'm the face of the office, but there are 80 other people that work incredibly hard every single day for the citizens of this county, and they don't get the recognition that they deserve. And if you ever see any of my staff members out and about in the community, take a moment to pat them on the back and tell them what an awesome job they're doing. Because we forget. We just get so focused in what we do every single day in coming to work and getting our job done. Mm-hmm. Um, we sometimes forget. Also, one of the things that I did when I started at the DA's office is uh, above the doors when you leave my office, it says, have you served the citizens of Mobile County today? Because I want every single one of our employees to be reminded every single day that that's our job. That's their why. And if we haven't mm-hmm. done that, mm-hmm. then we haven't done our job that day. You know, I think that's so important. It's very important. I'm glad you pointed that out. Ma'am, you? You know, um, I, I know that I'm appreciated. And whenever, as Ms. Rich stated, you know, it's nice to hear from other people. And so, um, you know, in court, whenever but somebody... But it's not why we do what we do. <laughs> no, no, certainly. Um, um, so whenever somebody somebody does give you a pat on the back or somebody says, thank you so much for being here, or oh, this is my favorite, you know, we're bouncing around in, in for court and I finally make it to somewhere and somebody says, I was waiting for you. And then, you know, it just kind of, you know, reminds me that, that that is why. That is why. Yeah. Because... You know, people are are waiting for someone to make them um, feel like they're heard and seen. And if I can do that, that's what I want to do. Let me just share the story with you, too. So Uh one of our our victims' mothers, this name is Carol. And um, I'll just leave it at Carol. Okay. And Carol, uh, one time I decided I wanted Carol to come speak to our office um, as just a motivational tool because she was a victim's mother and she's she's got a great story. And what she tells uh, and what she told my office, which I thought was so incredibly important for everyone that works in my office to hear, was that it didn't matter who it was, but when she was in the halls of the courthouse in the you know hundreds of hearings she had and then in her trial, Every single time she was in the hall of the courthouse, she felt safe and she felt helped as long as she saw somebody from our office in that hallway. That's a big deal. And, you know, I think that is so important for everyone to hear because that's how awesome the job that we have, every single person in the DA's office has, is we are there to provide that for victims of crime. And um, and it's important for citizens to hear that because sometimes right. we all forget 
we we all forget what's what's rightly due for us, and that's peace, right? Really? And and that comfort. As we wrap up, let me ask you this, because we know there's too much crime happening, too many shootings, too many, you name it, it's happening. So as we look forward, what do the next six months look like from your vantage point in a couple of words? I'm going to tell you that we're just going to be trying cases. We're going to try as many cases as we possibly can to try and get this backlog down and to hold criminals accountable. But I also want to say that this is not just a problem that can be solved by putting the bad guys in jail and keeping them in jail. This is a community-wide systemic problem that we have to attack at the root of it. And what I – something really simple that I can pro- provide as a parent and as a mother, and I think you would both would agree with me, is we've got to get back to being a family, and we've got to get back to having family dinner. I know that sounds silly, even if it's – you know, McDonald's family dinner, if you don't, if you, you're, you're not in an environment where you cook or whatever, we've got to get back to the family because if we don't get the family back together in some way and have role models for these young people growing up, we're still going to continue to have the same kind of problems because our criminals are, beco- our, our criminals are becoming more violent and they're becoming younger. And that's very, very troubling. Very troubling. It is. It may sound silly to some, but if it's not happening now, why don't you try it and see how that can benefit the family? Um, And the family dynamic can be brothers, sisters, cousins. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't have to be moms and dads. It can be neighbors. It can be church people. It can be anything to have to lend an ear to a young person who's going through a lot of stuff and they don't know where to turn. And they oftentimes turn to a a life of violence. And that's not where they need to turn. If we can turn them away to to a to a family or a church or an environment that's healthy, gosh, we've got to all do that. Let's do that. And Leah, real quick, how about you? Six months from now, what are you saying? <laughs> we'll be in court. In court. <laughs> holding hands. Holding helping hands. People. Passing tissues. Patting backs. And being angels on this planet. Thank you. Thank you both for being here. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. And don't forget about the vigil on that's April right. 28th. Don't give them the time one more time. Uh, six o'clock at Cooper Riverside Park. And if you'd like more information, you can follow the DA's office on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is Mobile County District Attorney Ashley Rich and Victim Services Director Leah Duvall. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning into this edition of the Community Roundtable. Keep it tuned to the Sound of Mobile Station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.